Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Hey, TJ, sorry, just breaking news. I was just scrolling Instagram before I called you, and um, Zach Bia did post uh, screenshots from his inclusion in the NBA 2K video game. So, <laughs> Is I, he a playable I just wanted, character? I think he might be. So I just wanted to, want to point out again that we are losers. Uh, no, I mean, you know, this is, this is, it's reeks of nepotism, if you ask me, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure. Because, because, because I he... also have been a club promoter slash DJ. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, why I did not, and I am actually the size of a basketball player. My proportions you, would fit in perfectly <clears throat> on NBA 2K, but no. I don't. I don't know if you follow uh, Bia. If you don't, you should. That's to everybody. I think but I do. He, he does have a wet jumper. I've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> so you're le- you're letting me know that he's low key nice with it from from the lines. Zach from Bia 10? is low is low key nice with it from the top of the key. I can't even front. Damn. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of have to be when you're five seven, right? <laughs> yeah. If you can't, <laughs> no if you shade. Can't du- <laughs> if you can't dunk uh and you can't you know really like you ain't got handles like like me mm-hmm. then you better be you better have a wet jumper like yeah. drake if you can't dunk like tj have great it, handles like chris black you, you better be i good. be i be feeding i be feeding the ball like a damn soup kitchen out there you already know <laughs> yeah <laughs> selfless on and off the court the way the way that chris, i'm sorry the, the way that he Dishes up those rocks as if I'm feeling. I, uh, you know, I'm as feeling. If I am a house, houseless, house. What is it called again? I forgot. Uh, houseless. Yes, my into I'm my feeling, houseless I'm, mouth. I'm feeling silly today. I don't know. <laughs> um, is it is it the CBD gummies talking? I mean, I'm I'm feeling a little silly today as well because my Wi-Fi has been down all day. My life partner's parents are in the house right now. They're talking, they're knitting, there's lunch being made and prepared. You know, stress and anxiety is in the air coming from her side. I'm just kind of cruising and I'm like, hey guys, I got to do an important podcast today with I'm sure, my friend I'm sure Chris her Black. Pa- I'm sure her parents are like, what's your white boyfriend doing in the other room with his computer? <laughs> I'm doing my, yeah, TJ's <laughs> special work. Get out! Yeah. Get out! <laughs> Close the door behind you! Close it! <laughs> 
Well, well uh, I mean, okay. Do you think they? Do you think they understand what a podcast is? No, I mean, I don't think so. I think um, it's probably know. for the better. Yeah, I, I just tell them it's like radio. It's like YouTube without without the without the seeing. Perhaps. Hey, you guys, you guys listen to Joe Rogan, right? It's like that. Uh, just just yeah, just yeah. a little a, a little calmer and a little less popular. Her dad's like, oh yeah, duh. Yeah, I fucking love Rogan. You see my kettlebells? They're fucking monkeys. <laughs> yeah, her mom was like, yeah, after, I mean, after Call Her Daddy split up, like, honestly, I haven't even been checking for podcasts that much. <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, Jason, it's just like the same. I'll say it. J- Jason, have you been following the Red Scare merch debacle? I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, I hope my order shows up. Yeah, I mean, I included that a little little tip of the cap to that debacle in in my current cultural fan fiction that i'm penning as we speak um but yeah mm. it, it, the deplatforming happens at some point you know when you when you when you have the the patreon pirate ship and you can do and say whatever you want patreon pirate ship. <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you don't you don't need corporate sponsorship brand alignment blah blah but blah you know what you to do need, jason you need an e-com platform we all do mm-hmm. Mm. Shout out to our friends at Big Cartel. Uh, shout out to our friends at Shopify. You know, big right. shout outs to PayPal, the triple triple OG of this shit. Yeah, I like that we still have a Big Cartel site. It lets people know that we are as old as you think we are. You know? Yeah, yeah. You you think it's just two forty year old guys talking, and you're fucking right. Yeah, I uh, look at Shopify I, I, the way I look at TikTok. I'm like, what are these? <laughs> what are these youths doing? <laughs> I actually we we will make the migration uh to Shopify in the near future um once once uh you know we have a little downtime but the the trap is booming so hard that it's it's tough mm-hmm. to just do that you can't just shut it off Yeah I mean much like the uh many of the Mexican drug cartels when you have a, a cartel as big as ours it is tough to just <laughs> stop as they say you know it takes a long time to turn a big boat around in the ocean. You, you know what? It, you know what it reminds me of. You know when you're driving on the highway and you mm. see you look off to the left or right, and there's that long runway for 18 wheelers to run off the road if they lose control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that that that's what it feels like to me. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited for our road trip, so I'm thinking about the open road. You're thinking about the open road. Yeah, you you love driving by and you seeing that little downhill and then the like a little gravel road and then what looks to exactly. be a cool. X game style ski jump. Exactly. That exactly. is meant to keep an 18 wheeler full of you're gonna, Tyson chicken breasts from t- plummeting, <laughs> plummeting to its cold death. Because when, when TJ's at the wheel, gone off the Gossamer CBD drops, mm-hmm. you know, I could see the, I could see us, you know, swerving. Yeah, and, I'm, and Chris- I'm, I'm beefed up on Gossamer. I'm putting 200 milligrams on the dash of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Ooh, baby. it's honestly it's honestly it's too real but i'm thinking about you know my dad uh has been a long suffering uh he has a hard time sleeping mm. um so i am honestly considering copping some uh some cbd some sort of cbd product for my dad to sleep and trying to dose him um how are you going to be able to dose him without him knowing though are you going to have to like get a little cbd capsule powder and then mix it in with his his coffee in the morning in, uh, in wait, replace of a of a layered superfood non-dairy creamer <laughs> he doesn't drink coffee and he, he only really drinks water to be honest so i think maybe what <laughs> maybe what i could do is 
I could just slip the I could slip the powder into like a fruit plate or something. Could I just sprinkle it on? You know what? Maybe every single day you get you you get the the jar of Hellman's mayonnaise and you empty out. God a, damn it! Don't you, do that. You empty out don't about two, 20 milligrams of freshly driven CBD pow pow into that. Stir it up for for mummy's secret little mayonnaise spread, and then every day for his his twelve fifteen tuna salad on on white. He'll he'll be sucking it down, and no one is the worst. You're wiser. coming. You're coming for my parents in a way that I feel like you don't realize you're going to be sitting across the table from them in just days. So it's what, interesting. Do you think that it is insulting to consume mayonnaise, one of my favorite foods of all time? <laughs> I, the tone, the tone in your voice leads me to believe that you're saying that mayonnaise is for a basic Southern white person, and mm. I don't disagree that that's what we are. But you can't say that. I can, you can't. You know what I mean? Damn, bro. I mean, call Kodak because someone's projecting right now. This is <laughs> don't. <laughs> this, this is you know. This is maybe all you should bring created in your mind, Chris. Don't worry. Maybe you should bring some Sir Kensingtons for my parents to show them how good the good life can be. Bro, if if you can tell me how to get Sir Kensington, <laughs> Sir Kensingtons through TSA security, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Let me know, because uh, I'd be a millionaire. Here's what you should do. You should wear your Red Scare ISIS logo tee, and then and then have a, have a Rimowa full of Sir Kensington's mayo, and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And just see, just see what happens. See if they stop you or not. Balls because in I, you your know, court, I, TSA. Exactly, you fucking pussies. I got fully, you know, I got fully searched. I had the bomb squad come for a, for a candle when I was flying from L.A. to here. I'm sorry, the bomb squad? Yeah, because did, a, they, did they, a robot have to remove your 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 ASAP? The Byredo was the secure with a, the with a robotic the, claw. No, but it, they wiped it and like made me wait, and they were like, "Sorry, this won't clear. This won't clear." I, like a, a, a literally a specialist with a shirt on, like a shirt that said "Bomb Squad," came over no and looked at it. Yeah, it was insane. Damn. Yeah, I mean, we've all we've all faced those problems of. And I, you know, I want to say something right now. We think COVID is the disease, but you know what's the disease, Jason? It's fucking terrorism. Fuck! Damn! I guess I never don't thought for, about that. I mean, I don't mean, forget about the original COVID. Okay, that's the original COVID. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say like diseases terrorize your body. Whoa! Mm. Whoa! Ho, ho, yeah, move over, damn. ISIS. So you, so you did, you know, to circle back, you did secure the Red Scare merchandise before their their ecom platforms. I was, were I, I was able, I was able to purchase a pink long sleeve shirt um, that mm-hmm. is probably out of my realm of actual wearing but it was more to support the gals and and their movement yeah i mean you would never wear a shirt that had a logo on it anyway really so this was definitely just a a a patronizing purchase yeah it was a it was a purchase but it also can go into the the deep archives of the thousands of t-shirts that i have to remind me of different times in in popular culture Mm -hmm. jason and that's that's what i do this for you know because <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, this stuff doesn't need to be worn to be remembered and to be important. Well, you know, you were talking about while you're on your holiday break procuring a a customized rubber stamp to to that's that's actually in the place works. on all of the books in your library. But have you thought about some type of tag being made that you that can be sewn into all of your archival garments to mm. to let people that's know a- that this is from the closet of 
of Senor Senor Negro. That's a great that's a great idea, but unfortunately, I think that I will eventually do a high profile grailed sale at some point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that much would, like it ra- would lower the resale value if you were sewing. Yeah, the, a lot of that that unworn supreme. You know, you can't have a tag in there that ain't a bogo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to protect the, okay, the well, architecture of the clothing. Try this on for size, then Hotshot. What about <laughs> a black light sensitive? kind of invisible garment dye tag thing so as a way of second step third party authentication so if Mm. someone's like let me call is this a legitimate chris black archival piece i don't know hit it with Mm. the black light test room raider style if it has a c (laughs) if it has the cb CB stamp on there you know you got yourself a a grizzle this is this is something actually. This sounds like an idea for StockX that we should propose to them and sell them the IP, Jason. That's what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be. You called- already fucked up by giving it away to all these mouth breathers listening to this podcast. Don't worry, I edit this podcast. I will forget to edit this part out, which will seal the fate of my future because the name it, it's already called a blacklight. So I mean, this the story writes itself. You know what I mean? Are you saying a crisp blacklight? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't mind that idea. Okay, good. I mean, you are, you are kind of a psychedelic fella. You always I, I, you always love yeah. zoning out to the to this to the B sides and rarities of a Led Zeppelin or a <laughs> yeah that's Jefferson what I love. Airplane as you every every the, your bedroom every scene. day every day on the way to Barry's boot camp I just I just blast Dark Side of the Moon mm-hmm. and really get into my fucking little bag in the Impala. Yeah, when's the last time you really blasted Dark Side? Be honest. Uh, uh, never actually, really. I'm not a big fan of that 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 type of music, um, personally. But okay. neither are you. So, what's the EDM version of Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> Justice, um, fucking bass nectar, you fucking bitch. <laughs> no, I don't know. Infected mushroom. Jesus, what is least, that? Open your mind. No, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking of like psychedelic trance. That is a, a style of EDM that's probably the most twisted and cursed. People would call it psy trance. But it's kind of like bad trance music that has a sci-fi undertone to it. That sounds like truly the worst genre of music ever invented. I know. One time I DJed a rave deep into the <laughs> deep into the trenches of Mexico in like on a beach in Rosarita, and there were like four different rooms or four different tents, I guess. And I was playing on like the house music tent, which was the was was not the biggest tent. It was the, I had a the, feeling. The, 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 the side trance area got we all of the attention. The biggest tent. No matter what the <laughs> genre was, we know your ass wasn't playing in the biggest tent. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, ain't... I'm saying, of all the styles of music, like if there's like a like a dubstep, a hip hop room, a, a house music, a trance, whatever. But like of all the styles, the side trance room in this Mexican rave was the booming spot. Whereas in any other rave I would ever go to, that would be like. The back closet that had seventeen people in it. <laughs> well, big room TJ coming through with the bops. Things, um, things change down Mexico way, but let's let's get uh, into our guest today. Should, should yeah, we? we have we have a we have a guest, uh, Nick Haramis, who is the editor in chief of, of the famed Interview Magazine, Andy Warhol's Interview Magazine, um, <laughs> which is which has gone under some cool changes lately. I like that they've changed the size, the design is crazy. Uh, the new issue is out. I think now or very soon. Uh, it has Lakeith Stanfield on the cover, shot by Nick Sethi, mm-hmm. um, and sty- styled by former guests of the show. 
Mm-hmm. Gabby, Gabby laid it down. It's a great. It's it's. They did it remote, and it's the first remote shoot that I've actually liked. Like, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I got to see the PDF of the new issue, and there's just like guys look like ten interviews in it, and it's like, oh, here's. It's just a. It's a real who's who of inter- who's interviewing who. A home run. Well, that. That's kind of what Interview Magazine is known for, Jason. It's, you know, before Beyonce was not allowing journalists to interview her, Interview Magazine was letting celebrities Look, talk I, I know, in depth. I know that that's what Interview Magazine does. You get a celeb to interview another celeb, but I'm saying this was like the all star game. It know? was. It was like, damn, we know, just we, heavy hitter we know, after heavy hitter. We know your little guy stood at attention when you saw Cassie David and Lord in Convo. You got, you got, um, Aubrey Plaza being interviewed by Adam Sandler. Diplo interviewed a K-pop group. Like they're someone was doing their homework. I mean, the the range is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's 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 bang his line. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent, so. For maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long? That's neutral. Dot com promo code how long? Oh my god! Hi. Wait. Why am I the only one on camera? Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the big leagues, baby. We know how to turn it off. <laughs> I want to get mine off. How's it, how's it going? Oh wait, got it. There you go. Uh, it's going well. How are you, Nick? Uh, I am well. I'm. Uh, 
at my new, or I guess not so new anymore, home office, uh, just working away. Just work, well, so I, I, you know, during the beginning of quarantine, didn't you relocate to a remote location? We, um, yeah, my, uh, my birthday was on March 10th, which was also right around like the day before we closed our spring issue. And then, uh, like a day later, I think I had the last, like unbeknownst to us, us like super spreader event. And then everything. <laughs> and, uh, then my boyfriend and I, we live here, we're in Greenpoint. Um, things started to seem a little bit spooky and I'm from Canada, so we couldn't go back there. So, um, oh no, not another be- another wonderful Canadian on this podcast. I had no idea. What yeah. what 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 province are you from, eh? Roller coaster of manners. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we went to Minnesota, which is where my boyfriend's family is from, and they live in the northern part of the state. Uh, and yeah, we were there. We decided to kind of go for maybe a week, um, and we were there for six months. So Minnesota is basically Canada, though, right? It's, uh, you know, it's funny because Misha was always like, my boyfriend was always telling me how relative to Canada, how Minnesotans were so much, even like, (laughs) are polite. Uh, And I got there and the first time that I went, I like got off at the airport in, uh, in Minneapolis and I lit a cigarette. I was still like smoking at the time, I guess. And, um, this is a a long-term relationship. Good to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got (laughs) I don't know. I just like my first experience with like the politeness of I, I was quickly I realized the fallacy of that of their I was like I just keep getting yelled at by people. But yeah, over over time they're nice. <laughs> so what so what do you do in so are you in so you're in rural Minnesota for six months. Can you I, I don't that that feels like that would take some time to acclimate to. Um we yeah I think I would have gone totally bonkers had we gone back to my family uh to live were you wait wait hold on hold on were you living with his family or were you in your own place oh yeah yeah no we were in this oh childhood. shit oh shit uh okay that makes it a little different you you, you bury the lead yeah oh, yeah i'm sorry so we were with uh margie arno his parents and then pasha his brother and so there were five of us in the house that he grew up in and uh I they, think all, they a- all have very cool exotic names though yeah, but I think her actual names like Misha's actual name is Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in any case, yeah, we went back, and I think I would have gone totally nuts had it been my own family because you kind of can't help but revert into that adolescent attitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a guest in um, in somebody else's place, I was it was. It was so nice. I, I had a great time, um, and I kind of acclimated from day one. It was like cold, and we like wore slippers and drank tea and watched movies, and I was like sold from the gut. I I just can't do it. I have not. I can't slow down. And this quarantine hasn't changed that. Like I just have no interest in that. It's 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 bad. I think. Yeah, Chris Black is like a shark. If he if he stops moving, he will die. Whereas <laughs> I could take six months off with the Ugg boots on, blasting the holiday for the seventeenth time with a cup of cocoa, just like you. <laughs> I you know it wasn't like I stopped work somehow became more efficient because uh, there weren't like all the trappings of magazine editorship. There weren't like things that I had to go to or um, 
the assistants fighting to bring you Starbucks. We know it's glamorous. You don't have to boast. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> if only anyone had a glimpse into how to... Uh, <laughs> there are no dueling assistants for my coffee. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. With all with like with removing all the trappings, it's second. We um, it took us a second to kind of find footing and figure out how to make a magazine remotely um, from you know my in laws kitchen table. Um, but we kind of did, and it was it was it was great. And so like yeah, there was the there was the like the higgy. Is that how you say? It? There was like the cozy part mm-hmm. uh, off hours. But then I kind of got into a routine, you know. I mean, this kind of feels like a, a great holiday movie plotline of like you bonding with your boyfriend's mother about like you know we're gonna build Interview Magazine. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was like second. Can act. I help? <laughs> <laughs> where Can I help? Where have you guys been throughout the entire thing? Well, I've. Um... Or am I not? Do I, am I allowed to ask questions? Everyone already knows what you. Is that right? No, no, you, no of course, please. no, please. We That's this is an open this is this is an open forum for dialogue. Uh, no, I went to Montreal and then I went to I took a road a southern road trip from New York to Atlanta with some stops. Uh, then I was in L.A. for six months and now I'm back in Atlanta. Okay, and I've just been in L.A. But you know, uh, little road trips here and there, but no, no major travel. I haven't been on an airplane, you know, since the quarantine. But that's yeah, going to no. change uh, come Christmas. Where are you headed? I'm going to go to Chris's. I'm going to go visit Chris's homeland of, of Atlanta, and then kind of bop around to a couple couple southern yeah, cities. I, yeah, we're doing a a small southern road show. Uh, that Nashville, uh, Asheville, and uh, Charleston, all my favorite spots. All the Vils. We're going to go. Have you been? Eaton. Have you been to the South, Nick? Um, no, no. <laughs> He's been to South Canada. <laughs> yeah. Border towns I, mostly. I, mean, I, went to, I went when you said Montreal. I went to college in Montreal, so I know. Are you a McGill? Are you a McGill graduate? Yeah, I went to the Harvard of the North. Um, we love we love only only graduates of McGill call it the Harvard of the North. That's why it, I like that phrase. It was the most cringe thing. Like during you know the first week of every school year, they would sell those sweatshirts that said that, um, <laughs> and you were like seriously kind of like like proud of it but also like mostly really embarrassed by it yeah well harvard is also in the north you know what i mean so it's a little confusing but i see what they're trying to do there uh <laughs> are you from toronto are you from toronto i'm from uh i'm from cornwall Ontario, which is uh close it's like an hour from montreal on the way to toronto it's on the quebec border Ontario. holy shit this is we got this is you're exotic nick, i didn't realize nick, yeah nick you are painfully canadian aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> Like full, <laughs> yeah. What like, uh? You, what's your brand you of cigarette, see? if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> what was the brand? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I smoked Belmont Miles, of course, when I was in Canada, and then really get them here. Um. So I smoked Marlboro Lights, but, mm, but good, then I got a classic I did, man. I did hypnotherapy, and then uh, oh shit, it worked. It worked. It's so insane. I like I, I did it on a whim. Uh, a friend's house. His dad was a hypnotherapist, and uh, everyone was kind of getting like fixing things about themselves, and I wasn't sure <laughs> what I wanted to do, and I wasn't even interested in quitting smoking. But I did that, and then it just worked so well. I, I have not had a cigarette since. Really? How long did oh, the whole sh- process take? 
Well, that's the crazy part is because I kind of I was under the impression uh, by the end. Of, I, I, we, so we were sort of sitting there and he does. Um, he told me to go through my mental Rolodex A to Z, Z to A, A to Z, like whatever. I, I don't totally know what that means, but I, <laughs> I was doing it. Uh, and then he kind of brought you out that way with like say, saying that refrain back and forth. Um, and I was like, oh, clearly it didn't work because no, you know, that was just two seconds ago. And he was like, no, you've actually been out for like 20 to 25 minutes. Um, so there's a whole, there's a whole span of time that I can't really account for. Uh, but yeah, it worked. That's pretty, I was always under the impression that it took like three or four sessions or is that just hypnotist milking people for money? And so this was your friend's dad. And it, it, it was yeah. it was a little more to the point. I got the I got the discount. <laughs> yeah, the, the discount is one session. Look, sit down. We're gonna get, take care of this right now. Don't worry about. It. I'll never I never now, now, you again. now I'm wondering what other things you can remove from your, your yeah. What your, did your, your friends, repertoire other than smoking? What did your friends remove? Um, I one of my friends. Uh, she wanted. She had a terrible fear of public speaking. Um, mm. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that she's ever like. I, I don't <laughs> tried it. She's like, well, we've been in quarantine, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how effective that one was. And then Misha had been on um, that really bad. It was. I mean, news is so awful that it comes so quickly. But uh, there was like a front page time story back in March of a couple years ago when there was an, a Turkish Airlines flight coming back. Uh, to New York, and um, it hit a pocket of air. Like nobody, the, the weather was totally fine, but um, nobody had their seatbelts on. So the turbulence was so bad that um, they were doing beverage card service, and the cards like hit the ceiling, and people were really injured. Holy shit! Um, it was a total horror story. Um, and then you know everyone survived, but there were a lot of people who got really uh, hurt, pretty banged up. And and, and uh, Misha was, you know, flew all the time. Uh, and so anyway, his was, his was to fly happily. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, that's a crazy ass story. They just, it, there was no weather. It was a total surprise. A beverage cart hitting the ceiling is a real visual. It's a terrifying visual. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no, no clouds in the sky. It was like a totally normal day. And I, I guess I don't know really what I'm talking about, but there was like a, <laughs> Yeah, it was, welcome, it was just welcome a, to the club. It was just a freak accident. Uh, you got you you caught some bad air. That's what we say up there, us us flyboys. Yeah, so they caught a pocket of bad air, and uh, yeah, it was terrible. And they were low. They were close enough to New York that um, they had already begun, or they were about to begin their descent. And so um, they had uh, cell service. So like Misha was able to be tested. Um, like goodbye it was a really it was oh, a really shit. bad bad scene and so he really wanted to fix it because he flies a lot for work and he's an artist and bops around quite yeah. a bit so that's why we did it and the the sort of so i don't know that i thought that well nick i have to say that as as much of a horror story as that sounds like it really is making me miss flying and travel i gotta say it's been so long since i've taken a flight you know what i mean that's the takeaway from, from that <laughs> My takeaway is actually reminds me. Have you ever have you ever been cupped? And I'm talking about for your back. Yeah, I thought you said cucked. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, so, um, yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been cupped. 
so I, I, you know, I had never experienced this before, but I was having serious elbow problems uh, from too much Barry's boot camp a couple of years ago, and the the uh, acu- the acupuncturist who was doing the cupping was like, "Let's try some wet cupping," and it's where they prick your skin and suck blood out because they say, and this is this is what it reminds me of because you said bad air, they call it bad blood. And they wipe they wipe the blood away and show it to you, and it's like coagulated, and it looks funny. And then I was healed. Wow, I know. Uh, is it? Is, does it have anything to do? It sounds sort of. I actually don't know if it, it, the vampire facial that I think was popular. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound similar. I've never done that, unfortunately, because I'm kind of my whole thing is I'm, I'm kind of willing to try anything. You have you had a vampire facial? No, no, God, no. But I but I, but I would love to. God, God, no, God, but God, God no, dying to. I mean, uh, also no Taylor Swift jokes at all yet, huh, guys? Okay, he's he did say bad blood. <laughs> Came up and then sort of passed me by. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I have had like a facial. I went to like the the face gym place. Are you, you know Nick? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I, I can't say I do. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they like massage your face, but it's like a it's like a facial in this way. Like it's it's pretty intense, but I highly recommend it. Okay, okay. I've been going down this weird rabbit hole on Instagram where you know, like, uh, Boncon begets more Sponcon, um, mm. and so I'm getting uh, the the reels, the new like IG section. Of, yes edited videos where chiropractors will like you oh. know really rip at people's necks and do the big like cracking the ring uh, dinger have you have you seen the ring dinger I, I don't know i don't end up following any of them because i don't need to they're all my explores like mm. only chiropractor horror videos but they're so <laughs> satisfying it's so funny you bring this up because i watch hours of these a week on youtube yeah no, no kidding yeah, nick this is literally chris's wheelhouse this is this is my beat this is his asian chicks you know what i mean Uh, yeah 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 this is my beat (laughs) i find it uh (laughs) i find it really soothing to watch and like and and like i want i want it to be done to me like every everyone in my life thinks i'm a real freak but it's actually the ones i watch it makes me want to get into like physiotherapy it makes me want to give it all up and become like a hybrid chiropractor physiotherapist Really? You want to do it? You don't. You want to do the cracking yourself? You want to administer on somebody else? I want it. I just think it's so. I just the the relief you bring people. It just seems like a real gift. Yeah, like I, it's God's touch. The, the psychology behind people who are really fascinated or obsessed with these types of videos. I, I I'm curious about what the through line is because I have some other friends who also are obsessed with watching these videos, and I wonder what the correlation is to you know why you get so much pleasure from that. I guess it feels slightly less. It's like the people, the pimple popper people. Mm, yeah, uh, but those people are clearly like insane. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where you draw the line. So yeah, the yeah. pimple popper is there to make chiropractor freaks feel a little bit better about themselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, I, I know. I think I found it, Nick, because I was watching like fitness shit on YouTube. That's how I think it got served to me that way. Um, <laughs> I keep but, talking about how all I want for Christmas is the like um, the the really souped up Theragun. Oh, um, like the the pro version that's like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, and like it, like it, you know, it purrs like a kitten, like you can't hear it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because my Theragun, I mean, it sounds like an old, an old 38 Roadster turning over. Chug, 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 chug. I think a lot of them do. So then you can't kind of do it while you're watching TV, which mm-hmm. is my preferred. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, subtitles can only do so much. Am I right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Watching subtitles on a Bravo show while getting massaged is, is uh, it's a lot to ask. I uh, mm-hmm. I I got one of the newer ones and it's still pretty loud. But I think that's literally the only. I think the good one, like the eight hundred dollar one, it, it the arm is adjustable and it's quiet. That's the only difference. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's been my gateway to the chiropractic world. I think I keep talking about it, and so I assume that that's sort of why those things are showing up. Mm-hmm. I've also I've also noticed though on Instagram that you've been on a serious quarantine fitness journey, much like myself. It's um, really- hard when your body i want to hear about yours it's really hard when your body uh shifts not to want to just like show the world that it is shifting i'm like i was never aware of my body in a way and now i'm like Mm. wow things like it it does it exists and does things did you Um, not were you not were you not working out before or were you just like a once a week equinox guy or what was the vibe i had the equinox membership and uh and like you know it's some that felt like enough like I, <laughs> sure, sure 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 having the app that you can scan in is good enough that's the workout yeah like i had it and then i would like get the <laughs> owl kind of like mm-hmm. it was some i don't know I, just, I wasn't really using it to its full advantage and then uh mm-hmm. and i went to minnesota and was like oh there's not tons to do here and so i got a zoom trainer and mm-hmm. uh he is so wonderful and I, I see him twice a week and it's become like, you know, my fit, it's been like, I've started running too. And so there's that. And then I do the weight training with him, but then he's also a bit of a therapist. Like we talked about how we're feeling about the evolution mm. of COVID. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, he's become many things to me. Uh, oh, we, we really have a very similar COVID fitness arc. Mm. Tell me about your, well, I mean, we talk about it a lot on the show, but I met a trainer in L.A. through – do you know Ryan O'Connell? Yeah, of course. Yes, Ryan, Ryan introduced me to his trainer, and his name is Hunter. Um, and we just, hit, we just hit it all. And he, he basically introduced me to the uh, rings, like the Olympic rings um, and all this like movement stuff. So I was seeing him three times a week in L.A., like at a park, and I was, I was running on my days off. But him and I, it was a similar thing. It was like – it was becoming a very important relationship in my life. Like the three days a week were what I look forward to it every morning, you know? Okay, guys, question for you. Have you found yourself over the months, He's you, your trainers have been taking care of mind, body, and spirit. Do you feel yourself emotionally cheating on your partner with your physical trainer? <laughs> the fear it's is like, there. It's funny. I'm like not even laughing at the question. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, please unpack that, Nick. <laughs> People will hear me in the other room mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh and be like it's it's weird how <laughs> y'all are like talking about your feeling and i can't really I'm, mm. i wish i could example it's just like the undercurrent of the conversations are always like while we're between lifting weights sort of talking about uh yeah how how where we're at mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it, it, it really is. I've, I've just never really had a trainer for a long period of time. And I feel like that maybe happens more often than we think. And we're both just fairly new to it. And, yeah. may, and, and, and maybe we got lucky. Yeah, I think for I just, a lot of people, that's kind of part of the reason why you do it. You know, like I'm taking tennis lessons, but I ain't trying to learn tennis. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I think that, so you've, but you've seen results, Nick, because you're looking fucking shredded. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I've been running a lot, too. I guess it's well, all like, you know, there are none of, it goes back to the sort of lack of, uh, like, extracurriculars of editorship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not i don't know i'm not going to things i'm not there aren't dinners there's not free champagne at things uh, so i'm not you know i'm not really drinking i'm not it's, it's something to do and it feels like a nice outlet i felt like whenever uh we went to minnesota um it was like uh, there was a bit of a reset button that was hit it felt really i don't know it felt nice and, and being there in the middle of the woods um it was such a beautiful place to run. I just always hated running. Um, oh, so this is totally new for you. The running yeah, is totally... Oh, wow, amazing. So what do we it, do? What's the program looking like? It's such an about face. Um, my program... Are you asking me about what I do? Yeah, running specifically, yeah. <laughs> I do two miles in the morning, uh, and then I do uh, five miles at night. And mm. you know, Let's go. I do a Saturday or Sunday off, and then the other day I do ten miles. Ooh, shit, Nick! My man. Um, how late at night are you doing your your running? <laughs> um, sorry, I was just thinking about how boring this has to be for anyone. Um, no, 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 no. You, well, no, this is, this I, I is literally that, what we talk about. I asked that because I was listening to an interview with uh, recently <clears throat> soft canceled David Sedaris, who said that he he will go on walks at midnight so when he wakes up in the morning he already has five miles logged for the day which oh. is like true freak behavior right. and you know it yeah, sounds like insane. you guys might be interested in some some type of activities like that i do often consider i'm also meditating everything's on an app right so like for mm. running nike run club and uh and that has become are you are you in the like there's a media miles club you know no, I mean? no, I, was, I haven't been invited to this upper echelon. Uh, okay. Please let me know. I'm almost this convinced is embarrassing. that I've been <laughs> Chris, I've been on I, it for months. <laughs> Shut up. What'd you say, Nick? That I think I've been uninvited from it because I think I got too competitive and like it's not meant to be a competition. It's just like everybody kind of. <laughs> Who, like, what kind of people are these like are these is it like Sam Shuby and Liana Satinstein who like trained with Joe Holder? Or are we talking about everybody? It's mostly, it's people um, specifically, um, not exclusively, but but um, a lot of people from the world of, like, uh, sports media. and like. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm, it's not totally a crew that I'm familiar with. Um, so, so you're out here competing with Barstool Sports interns, and you're wiping the, you're killing them. <laughs> I was in, monthly, uh, in the monthly challenges, I was coming first. <laughs> and... and they they happen every month, you know, since since April. Um, and all of a sudden, I like didn't get the notification for the most recent one, and I'm pretty <laughs> convinced <laughs> they were like, "We don't want this guy." <laughs> well, can, consider your your jersey to be retired in the rafters. You didn't you exactly. weren't kicked off. You were simply too good for this league. So you need to yeah, level exactly. up. I mean, you need to find a new league with more serious competition. Is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, sports me. media. All those fatties can't keep up with you. You need reels, just sports people. Yeah, yeah. You need athletes, not media. That's what's going on here. What yeah. what shoes? What shoes are you wearing? Well, the Nike humans were hooking me up, uh, mm. so they would be the the new. I was I was test driving the new sneakers. 
because um, the, the, there's a big arc on this podcast where the 4% destroyed my ankle and I had to send them back. Well, it was okay. one of the biggest arcs of this year. But I, but I do wear, I do wear the Epic React Flyknit now, which is giving my my the toe box is wider, giving my toes more room, giving me a better stride. I believe that I have, might have the Flyknit, Scott. See, like that's where you poke holes in me being an actual like a real runner because they're uh, they have like a rainbow swoosh on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know yes. the pair. You know yeah. the ones. Are they white? Yeah, they're white. Yes, I'm familiar. No, I, 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 I never liked the way they looked, and then I actually put them on, and I now like the way they look. But they're also the best running shoes I've found because, much like you, even though I'm paying for mine, I'm very loyal to the Nike brand. <clears throat> Nick, are you starting to get the vibe of this show where I'm asking you what brand of cigarettes you smoke, and he asks you what what model of Nikes you're running in? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how it goes over here at, at How Long Gone Industries. But I, I've just been. I've honestly been imp- impressed with your journey. I really have been because you've been really getting it in. Thanks. I've been I've been on a total like a. Uh, I was feeling frazzled by at the at the top of this year, and I think like a lot of people were. Um, not to be not to be earnest in response to, <laughs> uh, but I, but I was, and um, I don't know. I felt like yeah, the running has really helped, and it's. Uh, and I do, like I said, I, I do. The, I meditate on Headspace in the morning. I've become just totally fucking insufferable. Um, <laughs> welcome to that. the club. W- welcome to the club. Jason's a big meditator as well. I can't. Unfortunately, I run too hot and I'm unable to do it. But that could be an effort issue on my part. Yeah, uh, Nick has has this changed the type of music that you're listening to, perhaps? No, I'm still listening almost exclusively to um, early aughts pop hits um mm. and i that hasn't changed uh, <laughs> you're like nothing could stop me <laughs> yeah yeah like it's always uh, like emery or like uh or a black with fergie it's they, there's not tons of wow days. that's actually very cool so, that's, so a, you're, that's you're an going, underappreciated you're, you're going on a, a woodsy <laughs> minneapolis run and you're listening to let's get it started in here by <laughs> bep featuring fergie and nothing if not a walking contradiction. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> that's a twisted place. The the inside of your earbuds, I gotta say, and I'm impressed by that. That era of do you think that's because that's a happy time in your life, or do you just really like that music that much? Um, I think that uh, I mean probably the former. I feel like I don't know when you're young and you're like dancing with friends and you don't have much there's a lack of self-awareness or I don't know. I, yeah. It brings me back to a, to a fun time. And, uh, and I feel like all the music now, like I'll listen to whatever's popular on Apple music. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the Bieber, Sean Mendez stuff is, it doesn't really mm-hmm. wait, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to have to, we're going to have to walk that back. Um, I, you know, as a member, as the president of the Sean Mendez hive, um, <laughs> That song is not good, but the wonder, the single, the set, the 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 namesake song of the album is a smash. I would love for you to give it a spin and let me know what you think. Well, I, I thought that isn't the song wonder. Isn't is that not their their duet? No, no, that is not the duet. The duet leaves a lot to be desired. But I understand you as a as a fellow hot Canadian wanting to relate to the to that <laughs> song. You know what I mean? Like you you want to be the the the, the thruple yeah. the thruple with them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just not a good song. It, it, I agree with you. It's just not a good song. 
Yeah, but he's used to listening to early aughts pop music, which is like this explosion, sonic boom. And, you know, Shawn Mendes and Bieber, they're just like having some little like rinky-dink acoustic jams, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah, not, no, it's not shit that you're going to play at the Super Bowl. It's not Katy Perry. It's not Black Eyed Peas. It's not A. Marie. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I just, you know, I think that that, that is a – maybe I should explore an early 2000s pop hits playlist next time I pound the pavement. It's a, it, all you need to do is type, type it in. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is type it in. I, I, that's true. I can't even think about a playlist that's, ma- that's made for me. That makes my life so much easier. And yeah. then if I'm feeling – if I've had like a sort of bad day and I am feeling a little bit angsty, I'll do – uh 2000s uh alternative (laughs) do you have some can you give us a couple examples of what alternative means to you or is it like avril lavigne or is it like like bush or like bush well i think bush would have been more more oh that's that's true i apologize i'm showing my age i apologize no no um but it's uh i don't know i'm trying to think what's on this playlist it's like um uh, Arcade Fire and mm, mm, mm. all it. those bands had Wolf in the there was like Wolf Parade, <laughs> Wolf Mother, Wolf no, Mother, Wolf, wolf yeah. Parade was a Wolf Jet. Eyes. There, there was a lot of Wolf in there. I think MJMT. yeah, Jet, yeah, Jet. That that was a good era for me personally. Um, damn, that's I love the two halves. I love the yin and the yang of your running playlist. This is really interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> i listen to i listen to Dipset and like 15 drake songs and that's like as good as i'm gonna get and then i'll throw in some pop punk to really bring me over the line you know that really emotional um or i don't know if anyone else found it emotional but biden <laughs> came out with like an igtv uh clip or spot that had him coming off of an airplane to eminem's lose yourself oh god, uh, <laughs> oh god yes yes what and did that like you know <laughs> only get one shot um and i it beat up to i guess it was like post-election night um from like whenever you know was it tuesday to saturday however long that took um to uh i listened to that when i was running on a loop as like (laughs) what um and go between you know running faster miles than i'd ever run in my life to like crying, like angry crying while running. It was a, it was a real like. Wow. Damn, you're you're oh, shedding you just, skin like Ashley Simpson. Yeah, you really are. This is honestly, you sound like you've had the best quarantine ever. To be honest, I'm like a little like I'm a little I'm a little I'm both jealous and inspired. Chris, you should be jealous of his rebirth. I know, I know, because I, I haven't. I mean, well, also you've been working the whole time, which I I know we've 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 skipped over, but. The making a magazine. We've talked with a few people who who have you know made magazines in in quarantine. I think it's been different for everyone. But did you find the process was it totally brutal, or did you guys get the hang of it pretty quickly? Um, I so we didn't end up doing. We do six issues a year, and we we had just closed uh, the spring issue um, as we were going into lockdown. And the following summer, we had about two months to produce that, and we didn't end up doing it. Um, in large part because it ended up being, it was it was sort of like I could furlough some of my staff and make mm-hmm. a magazine or not make a magazine and keep everyone. And we decided to, I, obviously it was a no-brainer, and we decided to keep everyone and focus on the website. So 
because of that, there was like a quite a big lull between the spring issue that we had put out and the September issue that we were then going to put out. Who was who was on the cover of the spring issue? It was Selena Gomez. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. I remember. And uh, and then we put Lana on the September Lana Del Rey on the September mm. cover. Uh, we had a bit of time, I guess, is what I'm saying to figure I see. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of I, I I miss everyone, and it's been you know now nine months or 10 months since I've seen anyone IRL from the team. Um, but that's pretty uh, fucking crazy when you think about it. Like yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, that's pretty wild. Like, cause you see them every day on fucking zoom, but it just doesn't, I know it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've hired two people during the pandemic that I've never met <laughs> in real life. Yeah. They might not even exist at all. They could just yeah. be AI learning. What is what is Lil Michaela doing in Interview Magazine? That's a pretty crazy hire. <laughs> well, Nick, uh, I've noticed, or we've noticed that we've been doing this podcast over quarantine that it's kind of been easier to book guests to come on the show because people have more free time and they have less things to do. Has it been easier to convince celebrity celebrities to interview each other for the magazine? Uh... You know, it's never. Uh, I, I guess I don't. I just haven't noticed a big difference, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, it has been easier to get people who perhaps uh, everyone's a little bit freer, I guess. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the truth is in there somewhere. I haven't really noticed a tangible difference, to be honest. What I've noticed is that a lot of when we we sort of redirected much of our attention to the website over the summer um, and it needed a bit of it needed quite a bit of love. And uh, so we all yeah, we all like kind of banded together to, to work on that. Um, and we were getting people like, you know, Nicole Kidman and Charlize Theron and Matthew McConaughey and like really famous, famous people mm-hmm. to those interviews for the site when before I don't think we would have been able to get them. So I don't totally know if that's because of the content we kept working on the content um, or if people, you know, Nicole Kidman was bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's probably a little bit of all. A little yeah. bit of both. But I mean, how much of the stuff, how much of the stuff from the magazine goes online and, and how much is exclusive for the web? Um, everything that's in the magazine goes on the site. Uh, and then I would say, um, oh, I don't know about percentages. We, uh, I would say, you know, we have like a two-week rollout for each issue, and that happens six times a year. And then the rest, and so those two weeks are really like quite heavily populated by print material. And then outside of that, uh, you know, in that in that two-month window, there's still a month and a half where it's all web content, web original. Sure. So we're doing a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it is a lot. I mean, do you feel so do you I mean, you know, interview has like such a rich history. Do you do you feel that like is, was there a pressure when you started or or is it something that you feel like I, I can respect that but make this thing my own and kind of continue on? I didn't when I started when I when I got the job. Um, and what were you doing before? Where were you before? I was at T Magazine at the Times. So. That's right. OK, OK. And I loved that job so much, um, and I loved the people that I worked with, and uh, and I was in no way looking for another gig. And so they came to me, uh, asking me if I if I'd like to talk about the interview job. And of course, I was so flattered. But it was a weird position and like a nice position to be in, to like 
want it, but also to be like very happy at what I was then doing. Um, so I guess I didn't do, I, I wasn't like, uh, I, I loved the magazine growing up, but I wasn't, um, you know, I hadn't read all of the Warhol biographies and I wasn't, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was going to crumble under that pressure until I got there until I sort of like rolled up my sleeves and started exploring the archives and, uh, getting a better sort of firsthand sense of the history of this thing. Um, at which point I was already there and it was too late to panic, but I was panicked. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then I started and I wanted to kind of reinvent it or rethink it. And, uh, and that took a minute to figure out how to do, but, um, but now I think we're in a kind of nice place where it's a mix of me and it's a mix of, uh, and then, and the team that we have and, uh, and a mix of the, the sort of nods to the history and the different eras of the magazine. Cause it had so many, you know, pretty rich identities over the, no, totally. And what's the, what is the archive situation looking like? Like when this is all over, can I come browse or how, how does it work? <laughs> yeah. Take a look. It's a, uh, you know, it, uh, there's a section that that is um, uh, that the, the, there's like a hardcover giant tomes that that have yes. within them have individual issues, but then as it <laughs> progresses, then they're sort of like you know <laughs> some of them are in plastic bags and they're you know everything is really it is not what I'm trying to say is it's not the content archives like you know you get but is it the, all there is it all there somewhere. No, it, that's it, like sometimes everyone always wants to look at the little cam. There was like, you know, oh, of course, the famous David LaChapelle, correct? Yeah, with the Louis Vuitton monogram on her naked body. And it's such an iconic cover. And I don't think we have that one. I, <laughs> I, I don't, don't think we have that one. Yeah, I don't know where that one is. Well, uh, you can just buy one, buy one on eBay, slide it in. You know what I mean? It's who, it, who knows the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I'm so I'm in my parents' house, and I was going through some of my archives here, and I did find my my personal favorite interview cover, which is Evan Dando surrounded by lemons with just his face sticking out by Bruce Weber, um, you know, which is one which is one of my favorites. So I just had to I just had to to tell you about it. I just I had to tell you about it. Love, I love that one, and it like is part of a weird time in the magazine's history when they went for like a food motif. Uh, <laughs> ads, and that like makes sense you know you get it but then i think around that time they also did a kathy bates issue um where it was the entire issue was themed corn and so like <laughs> what the fuck it's, so it's nuts and like the logo is rendered in kernels of corn and each of the cover lines is like a you know like like something pops like it's all it's mm. all like off of corn. It's all corn puns. Yeah, as like many somebody as you can handle. Real. Yeah. Um, so they went through a phase. I don't know what was happening internally at the magazine. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, at the very least, they were hungry. Yeah, they're starving. <laughs> they're super hungry. But you, you know, the new issue. So I actually, before we even had this planned, I, I, I think I, I saw the cover and I, I fucking love it. Like I really like the cover, and I found that a lot of these like quarantine shoots leave a lot to be desired. But I, for, for whatever reason, this one really hits for me. Um, and I mean, I'm, I know Nick, I'm a fan of Nick. Gabriella was on the podcast. We're obviously a fan of her, but even, even beyond that, I, I think it just really works. Um, and I think this is something very hard to do, but I feel like the, 
collage effect you guys used um, really made it made it work. I, I'd, I'd love to hear how it came together. Well, we um, had been wanting to do Lakeith, and uh, he was shooting the harder they the harder they fall, I believe, which is a movie with um, uh, Idris Elba is in it. Yes. Well, in the cast, Jonathan Majors, I think, and they're shoot. They were shooting uh, in Santa Fe, and uh, unbeknownst to us, when we booked the cover, clearly it was a huge Netflix production with hundreds of people on staff, and they were all isolated together. And so, the idea of having <laughs> like us from the magazine traips in to shoot him to mm-hmm. photograph. Him, um, was out of the question, but we didn't know that when we first booked it. Um, and you know, I think so you're saying this shit. So you're saying this shit is all planned, and then you later find out, like, oh, we can't risk a hundred people in Santa Fe. Well, the cover's booked. Like, yeah. we confirmed the cover. We're talking to Gabriella, and um, I don't know that Nick is on board yet. Um, but yeah, we're we were we were wanting to proceed with this cover, and then we find out that we actually have to do it remotely. Um, and in a normal time some like you know a curveball like that it would be quite easy to be like okay well forget about it um and i too have been you know it felt like everyone was doing the best possible version of uh of getting images for their magazines but i was i was so tired of seeing stuff on you know through facetime or or zoom um even though you know, I, I get it. It's it's what it's what we've all had to do, um, and so we kind of wanted to lean into the artifice of the, or not the artifice, but I guess the sort of that, which is why we included and yeah. like Nick is so good at uh, at bringing you know bringing his collage elements into it, and so he had the idea of a including the the cover as an image on a phone on the cover of a print magazine, which I thought was fun and and cheeky to begin with. And, uh, and then, yeah, inside, you know, there, it's like the text exchanges or the G chats or the, or the, um, the messages that are going back and forth during the shoot, talking about how major he looks or how we need more of this. And we thought, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit, instead of trying to ignore the fact that this was all done virtually, uh, and Mm -hmm. try and lean into it as a bit of a, of the moment, I don't know, made it more interesting, but yeah, it does make it more interesting. I mean, I think that like my favorite is when, when people were faking like celebrities were shooting it themselves. Like that's my, that was my favorite part of quarantine. It's like, bitch, come on. We ain't stupid. We, we are not falling for that. Um, but I think that celebrities I, were shooting themselves. What do you mean? I think that GQ is like Robert Pattinson shoots himself for the cover. And it's like oh, yeah, very yeah. well done. It's very well done. Like it's, it's a little too well done for an amateur. You know what I mean? There, there are some professional elements that are required. Um, but I think that like, this is the most interesting way to do that. And I think that it's, it, it also feels like what's funny to me is that it's coming so deep into quarantine. You, you know what I mean? It's coming like it almost took this long for, for it to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting because we did, um, we did the Lana cover and Lana Del Rey's sister, Chuck photograph yeah. in, in person. Um, and we kind of got away because we didn't do a summer issue at the height of when everyone was doing the remote shoots, we didn't actually engage with that type of shoot all that much. And yeah. so now that everybody's so totally like on the other side of not having to do these kind of shoots, that's 
<laughs> that's when we started. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, look, if you if, if honestly, I think this might be the best one. I really like it. So if you if you go out on top, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's a better place to be. Um, I also wanted to ask about the the I feel like you guys I mean, this is a little bit nerdy, but I feel like you guys changed the size and the paper, the stock as well. Am I yeah. wrong? No, we um, uh, we went down in size uh, in like 2017, maybe. And in large part, it was because uh, we weren't getting the placement that we wanted on uh, mainstream newsstands because they couldn't accommodate an oversized yeah. magazine. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that as a, as a magazine collector, I find the oversized thing to be like cool first flip through. But then for storage purposes, it's a little bit annoying. Yeah, absolutely. And like nobody wants to I mean, we're back to a huge size, but nobody wants to nobody wants to carry around. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you're it's a commitment in a way that you have to really be dedicated to the thing. So we went smaller and then we didn't want it to seem as if we were doing the like, uh, I don't know, I, you know, magazines will go like shrink in size and the paper stock gets thinner and then all of a sudden yeah. it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wanted to increase the stock and that just felt disingenuous and felt more like a European fashion magazine. So we tried that for a bit and that wasn't right. Um, and anyway, yeah, we've, we've gone back up to the scale and to the, the paper stock of, of the sort of eighties era of the magazine, yeah. which is boring yeah. thing with what we want to be doing anyway, which is like, you know, it's not precious and it's uh it feels sort of of the moment and maybe a little bit temporary or, or, you know, urgent i guess what what magazines did you read growing up i i know that that was like probably the most important part of my development between besides like punk and hardcore was like discovering magazines when i was in middle school and high school so i'd love to know in in suburban ontario what you had access to yeah um i read uh vanity fairs uh I, I, like i didn't really vanity fair was a little too uh intelligent for me when i was like when i at that age so i wasn't like that interested in the comings and goings of like boardroom execs but i did always love the wood issue and like the threefold gatefold you know the big annie lee woods covers that are like stitched together yeah exactly um and then you get to like the third page and there would be like graydon carter's dog and like I, yeah, I loved those ones uh Graydon is Graydon is my king. So you're talking to a you're talking to a person who's going to subscribe to airmail until until it goes into the grave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, but it really was for that issue. I was like, that was the special issue. Yeah. Um, in the same way that like Entertainment Weekly would always do a year end roundup um, of the best and worst entertainers. I'm sure they still do. Uh, and that was always like I would I really really loved that one. Why does I want to ask you this because I I feel yeah. like Entertainment Weekly comes up a lot. It's like a respected magazine among people in the business, and I I just that one never really like came across my desk for lack of a better term. What is it? What about it? I I just don't get it. What's the appeal there? Just good writing. Uh, I think it's like an unabashed, uh, not there's no elitism to it. It's like mm. you know, they'll they'll talk about uh, the latest Real Housewives franchise. But also, I don't know, like a you know a new art house film, um, yeah. and with equal sort of glee um, and reverence. Uh, and I think they had really good, like Owen Gleiberman was a film critic there for I don't know, maybe still is. Um, and like Gillian Flynn had a column there. Do I say Harji Gillian Flynn? Um, 
the Gone Girl writer. Yeah, um, yeah. And Stephen King had a TV column for that. I don't know. They had like cool. They just did a good. They just did a good job. Basically, it was better than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and so I liked that. But then, really, for me, the face was my f- absolute favorite magazine. Right. Like framed covers on my wall, and uh, I thought it was like it was like cool and horny and like party. I, I, I loved that's it. That's how. That's actually how people describe Jason. So I'm glad that you brought that up. <laughs> cool and horny and party. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm always shiny. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the face is probably the most important for for me as well. But it also, I think it had that like British sheen to it that made it more glamorous than it would have been if it was an American. Yeah, I think so too. There's. A, did you ever read Alan Hollinghurst, The Line of Beauty, the book? No. He um, there's a character in it who works for the face, and I think like there's there's like the the gay sex part of it that really like spoke to me. But then there was also this character who worked at the face that it, uh, used to read it. <laughs> I, I mean, I love when a character works at a magazine and it's realistic. It's rare, so you know that sounds that sounds yeah. good to me. <laughs> that must have been your bible growing up, then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we've been talking we've been talking about. Uh, industry a lot on this podcast because the sex seems pretty graphic have you watched that oh it's wild (laughs) (laughs) i haven't watched it because i can't watch it i just don't care enough it's crazy how do the the sex scenes make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable um there there's not a lot of like romance in any of the sex scenes Mm -hmm. um and like clinical uh, i think you're i think you're really conflicted when you're watching it because uh, there's, there's an exchange, there's like a, I don't know, there's, there's like, there's an exchange, they're trading something in the way that they're doing with their day jobs with their bodies. Um, mm. and Interesting. Like, nice. And it's like, you know, there's, they're having sex in like stall, bathroom stalls at the holiday party. I, I actually, I don't know if that's true, but. Um, they're, doing feels, co- they're doing coke in there. They're doing coke. They're, they're trading but, sex. Nice. Like a yeah. like a like a freaking stock, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a freaking stock. I mean, I I just I is it so so is that something that I actually need to watch? Do both of you yeah, agree? You, yeah, you should absolutely watch. Yeah, it. the first episode I found really hard to. Pa- I, I was not sold, and then as is often the case, I'm off, I'm usually on the wrong side of history. Like I remember thinking the Lady Gaga was a fad. Um, and damn! For, don't do not for, say that. for a few years. Are, I think we all felt that way. Yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah. I don't think we should do anything with her. I don't think that's going to last. And <laughs> I'm always wrong. Um, and that's what happened with industry. I was like, I don't really get it. And then everyone told me to go back and rewatch it. And then I got past the first episode, and I think it's great. Did you like the uh, "We Are Who We Are"? Because I couldn't get past the first episode of that. Um, I want, no, I, I only watched the first two episodes. See, I, I, okay. I feel vindicated then. Jason definitely didn't watch that. It's a little too highbrow. I don't even know That's a little too highbrow. That's a little too highbrow for Jason. Is that, um, is that on the Criterion channel, Chris? Where would you find that? <laughs> no, that's, no, it's on HBO. It's, um, <laughs> I can't, I can't ever pronounce his last name. Nick, can you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Guadagnino. Guadagnino. <laughs> Wow, damn, don't flex on me like he that. He had that Luca one ready to go. <laughs> who did Call Me By Your Name, Jason. Mm, and yes. it's, it's, you know, it's starring, it's starring your favorite actor and rapper, Kid Cudi. Oh, God. Why would, why would somebody watch that? 
Well, Chloe Sevigny's in it as well, so okay. it's a little bit. Of, it, it has something for me and something uh, not for me, which which led me led me to list, at least watch one episode, you know, which I thought was reasonable. But have you have you been digesting a lot of content during this downtime when you're not exercising? Hey, what what would you recommend? What are the top top programs other and than films? chiropractic videos on your explore page? <laughs> yeah, of course. Wait, they can't say enough good things about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching. I feel like um, HBO Max has really stepped up their game over the past little while as everyone is sort of struggling to, you know, because all the productions halted. So, like, people are running out of TV. Mm, Uh, But HBO Max uh, has come out with um, The Flight Attendant. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) you like The Flight Attendant? I think it's so good. It's, I mean, it's not good. I, I think, I just think it's such a fun soapy thing to watch and it's i don't know she's traveling a lot and wait hold on this is just to be clear this stars kelly kuoko known horse girl and former (laughs) former former sex pot of that nerd show on abc right Big bang theory and also the artwork of the show stolen from from mad men's opening credits but carry on you're you're right (laughs) although (laughs) also she was uh she was on one season of Charmed and she was on her big break was on Eight Simple Rules for dating my teenage daughter with uh, John Ritter, and uh, wow. she she is kind of a comedic. I just watch it. She's kind of a comedic genius, and the cast is rounded out by Rosie Perez mm-hmm. and um, what's her face from Girls, uh, Shoshana. What's oh yeah yeah okay yeah. and and Rosie okay. was just in the newest issue of Interview, yeah yeah she did a yeah she did a piece in the new issue. Um. Anyway, I miss that great. gal. So you, so you would. I, it sounds like you're cool, cool hive over there. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I'm. You, you just listed her IMDb credits. Like you might have a, a shrine to her in your house. Yeah, you have been reading <laughs> EW, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> I call her Kelly. I never knew. I've never known anybody who likes Kaylee Kawoka like this. This is very interesting. Because didn't she marry like a horse trainer that she met at the stables? She and uh, they're both they're both horse girls, um, which is a thing I've only heard about like recently. Yeah, yeah, they're both they're both equestrian. But usually, like, like the phrase "horse girl" is not often used so literally, as in somebody who owns and rides horses and meets people at the stables. I, I don't know what it normally. It, <laughs> yes it does it's just well it can also mean like a type of person but i think they have to have an equestrian background obviously i think it's i think you could use it to describe some, you know the same way it'd be like a visco girl like that type of energy like yeah yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong. you know i'm just but, i'm saying you don't need to own a saddle to be a horse girl okay that's 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 true and kaylee i think kaylee probably owns a lot because you know when you're on the most popular television show in America that no one I know ever watched, you're you're raking in the money. Yeah, speaking of, Nick, you call yourself a, a Kelly fan. Name five episodes of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> the, by, by the titles of the show? That's right, you heard me. Don't <laughs> act like you don't know them. You know, back in Toronto watches that show. It's you know, syndicated forever. Um, mm-hmm. So usually on, but I don't know. I, I never got into that show. Good for you. Well, are you so as a Canadian? Do you is it? Are you contractually obligated to love Shit's Creek? I love Shit's Creek. Um, uh, I've unabashedly love Shit's Creek. I think uh, Dan is a friend, and I mm. think Kara is like the greatest comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's great. 
And I think it, it would, like, I don't totally understand the narrative of this, like, show that kept chugging along until, I mean, I, I, I realize that that is what happened, but from day one, it was kind of, it was a great show. Yeah, I agree with you. I always heard it was good from day one, but you're right. People act like it was constantly like the underground, like come from behind. And like everybody's always said this is good. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of – I think the humor like like Eugene Levy's, it's like people will love watching Best in Show or Waiting for Guffman or all those movies. But like they don't, they don't make a shitload of money at the box office. It's just like you know they'll make sure. $7 million and then it'll live for infamy as a cult classic. Right. No, I mean – but they won – I mean – Dan, who looked great in Tom Brown, I'd like to add in the skirt, which I love seeing a man in a skirt, as you know, Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did win every possible Emmy Award. It was crazy. Yeah, the, like he, the, the last like, season's a great show, Chris. You should watch it. They won so many awards, it was mind-blowing. It was really impressive. They, just, they won all, all, all of them. They won yeah, they won, I think they, they won every award they were nominated for, I think, yeah. which is like kind of unheard of, I, 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 if, in, unless I'm mistaken. But that's, I mean, I, you watched, Jason, did you watch all of it or just the last season? I think I watched all of it, yeah. But, you know, the last season they did a really good job of tying it all up in a bow. Not a dry eye in the house over here in Glendale when the, when the credits, credits Do you played. Cry is crying while watching TV. Uh, I, I, it doesn't happen that often, but I'm, I, it does happen for sure. Um, and I welcome it, you know. It's the only I time only I really do get a good squirt. <laughs> I'm I'm only able to shed tears entertainment wise if it's a movie and it's uh, coming of age. So you're not. It's not like during necessarily a tragic moment. It's during a lesson. Un- unfortunately, unfortunately, Nick, tragedy does not wa- do anything to my cold dead heart. Same. I need to. It needs to be perks of being a wallflower, and they're listening to Bowie in the car, and life is just ahead of them. You know. Yeah, I think the cold-hearted dad who's like rather stoic throughout the entire show just needs to tell his son that he's proud of him. And that's mm-hmm. then all that's, that's, when the te- that's when the tears start flowing for you. Yeah. You got to go for a run to shake it yeah. all out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Guys, thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. You're you're great. And uh, the new issue of interview uh, with Lakeith Stanfield is it in, on shelves now? Yeah, it's out. It's on. Nick, out of, out of all the interviews in this issue, which one is your personal favorite? Which one do I like the most? I guess there's Glenn Close is in the issue, and we shot her at her ranch in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg interviewed her, and it is a delight. I would recommend Leg- Legends only. Glenn Close and Whoopi Goldberg. Two Nick's queens. rubbing elbows with the best, Jason. We're losers, bro. We're, yeah, we're and, lucky and to be in his And I was saying before we, we called you, like, this interview, like, that's just one of, like, 10 just home run interviews of like bam you got this person talking to this person unbelievable so well done thank you very much mm-hmm. uh yeah nick we'll talk to you soon uh okay. guys uh nick is available on instagram um and the magazine's on shelves now uh we'll talk to you soon i guess take care thank bye, you bye.